up, family? Welcome to Speak. It is time for the best 90 minutes of your life, 90 minutes of your day at a minimum. We got a huge game this Sunday, but let me tell you why it is so big. Niners, Jags in Jacksonville. I got to take you back. See, remember after the first five weeks of the season, you would have thought, and I promise you this much, the Niners were the best team in football. Remember, they smacked the Dallas Cowboys with the whole world watching. They started off 5-0. and But since then, America, since then, oh, it's been bad. Remember, they went to Cleveland? All bad. 19-17, lost to the Cleveland Browns. But after that, it got even worse. Whole world watching. All lies were on the Niners, and they lost to the Minnesota Vikings. But then it got worse. It got worse because Cincinnati Bengals. You had to have it. You had to have it. Your bye week was following that game, and they lost once again. Well, now they kick back. They relaxed. They were off for an entire week. And then they got the Jacksonville Jags, who were red hot streaking. They done won five straight games. So two five. Oh, I got a question for you, big dog. I got a question. You have answers. Typically, you have answers. Always. They're not always right, <laughs> but you do have answers. Okay, Shady. 90, is, 90%, right? 90%. 90%. That is passing, at least to Pitt. Shady, is Sunday a must-win game for the Niners? Nah, not, not a must-win, no. I think in that division, they are still number one in that division, right, with the Seahawks. And the Seahawks just lost last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that happened. So there, there's some room for cushion to, to, you know, take some losses. Not too many. Yep. But what I do want to see, I want to see them win. It's not a must win, but they, I do want to see them win. I think they got to get back on track. And when I say back on track, as in coming off the bye week, let's get healthy, mm-hmm. right? I heard Trip Williams from my, my sources. Shady said, sources. Yeah, they, Shady that, sources. That he's coming back to the lineup, and you know who he is. <laughs> Debo Sam's another one. He's coming back to the lineup. But I want to get back to the identity and the DNA of the Niners. Yeah. Because we always talk about Christian McCaffrey, or talk about Brock Purdy. But even Adam guys, they didn't make the Niners. They didn't make the Niners. What made the Niners Talk to me. is the culture and that defense. Yes, sir. That's what made the Niners. Running the ball and great defense. And I think that we kind of got away from that. So I want to see the Niners with Brock Purdy come back. And this looks solid. Play within the system. Play within the rhythm of the offense, of the team. And let's get back to the defense being that DNA that made the Niners for all these years. NFC Championship games and the Super Bowls, when they got there, it's because of the DNA of the defense and of the team. I want to see more of that. Here's what's fascinating, Joy. If Shady gets what he wants, if Shady gets the Niners' defense in that running game, I think they will win. Mm. That's why I say it is a must-win. At least it's a must-play winning football. That's where I'm at. Because, Shady, if you get that great running game that you want, if you get that great defense that you want, if you get Fred Warner, if you get Steve Wilkes, if you get Hufunga, if you get Gibson, if you get Bosa, if you get Chase Young, remember what we haven't reminded you of is the Niners traded for Chase Young last week, Tuesday, yep. former number two overall pick. If you get everything you're asking for, the right. Niners will win. Mm. So we don't even have to say is it a must win because they will win. But, Joy, where do you stand on the Niners who have lost three straight games after and winning five oh. in a row? Mm. Three straight of them. Ugh. Where do you stand on that must win game? Yeah. Well, I don't want to do four in a row. Yeah, that's tough. I don't want to do four in a row. Let's not do four in a row. That's no good. So I really can't sit up here and say it's okay to lose four in a row because it's not. I can't go all the way to a must win, though. You know how I am about these Mm -hmm. (laughs) these phrases because it's not because the NFC is so weak. Mm -hmm. So they'll still be in it even if they lose this game. But it's, the, the, the window for the margin for error is already like this. You lose four in a row, it's closing significantly. You want to give yourself some wiggle, wiggle room for later on in the season. Getting down the stretch, you don't want to have to go on a 10-game winning streak. Can they do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have to do that? 
No, mm -hmm. don't put yourself in that position. So how, we want them to look good. We want them to play well. We want the defense to get back to it, all that. I want that too. But really just get the win because it's going to get more and more difficult and it's going to get tighter and tighter. And if you don't play well and you continue to lose, now you've come off a bye. Where, where's the hope? Where's the, where's the reevaluation period? You just had that. So if you come out in this game and still look the same as you did before the bye, that's going to be even more concerning. Mm. First off, um, suit fire. My dog. You know what I'm saying? Strike down. That's, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's how you do it. That's it. You that's how it. you do it. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. one simple compliment. So you ain't got to stop down. You know? Didn't have to disrupt your whole take, <laughs> but you at least have to say something. You know what I'm saying? You gotta say something. Too far. You have to say something. Y'all lost your pre show compliment. Way to start the show. Too far. But this is a must win, right? I've been a part of losing streaks, I've been a part of winning streaks. Ten of them. I've been a part of 10 of them. I've also been a part of winning, losing streaks that we turned around mm -hmm. in Green Bay. But when you are on losing streaks, coaches are wired different. When you're on losing streaks, you start figuring out, we need to change this. We need yep. to change that. Mm -hmm. We need to change that. So that's why this is a must win for me. You are coming off the bye week. You are getting healthy. You're going to have Debo Samuel back, possibly. You're going to have Trent Williams back, possibly. This is a must-win game. And the reason why is you lose one game, you watch the film, you're like, oh, yeah, we'll bounce back. Mm -hmm. You lose two games, like, oh, we got to do better in these areas. You lose three games, it's like, okay, we ain't playing that well. We're not a good football team right now. We might need to think about doing some changes, you know, whether it's personnel, whatever it may be. You lose four, Oof. the confidence in that locker room and the confidence that these coaches have in these players, changes are going to come. It might be a defensive coordinator. It might be a couple players. It might be some, some situational football, whatever it may be. But some changes are going to come that's going to take you away from being that football team you were when you were 5-0. and So that's why coming off the bye week for me, this is a must win for the Niners. You're not a good football team if you lose four in a row. Yeah. I don't care how you slicing and dicing, how many good players you got, all pro players you got, McCaffrey, Trent, Debo. I don't care. You're not good if you lose four in a row. This is a must win for the San Francisco 49ers to get back into that win column. Shady, I got to ask you this. Answer this for me. Um, and I don't know if it's a question, but I, I'm going to talk you through an analogy, talk you through a story. Shady, if you are in a relationship, and y'all go on a break. Yeah. A break? And y'all go on a break because some because she was doing something that was bothering you over and over and over. She's doing something that's bothering you, so y'all go on a break. Then after, call it 10 days, maybe 14 days, you decide to get back together. If she continues to repeat the pattern, which is why you broke up with her in the first place, mm. you realize it's never getting fixed. Mm. Mm. That's where I am with the Niners. Ooh, that's a good one. It's been 14 days. Yeah. If y'all didn't fix the problem over 14 days, by the time they kick off versus the Jags, it would have been 14 days since their last game, when are you going to fix it? Yeah. Because we saw bad offense against the Browns, bad offense against the Vikings, bad offense against the Bengals. We saw bad defense against the Browns, bad defense against the Vikings, bad defense against the Bengals. I use the word bad loosely, bad for the 49ers, not bad in general. If you didn't fix it then... We just yeah. took a break. Right. You come back from the break. I need your best behavior, yeah. please. I need you showing up to the crib on time, you, you, please. You know what? Since you bring it like that. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, I got some friends that's going to stay. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're going to stay, though. I said, you know she did this? Yeah, but I love her. <laughs> no, but, I, but not even being funny, but just being honest. Like, they did do some changes, though. They did bring in Chase Young, mm -hmm. right? And I, I think that that might be something new that they, they didn't have. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is a really, really good player. He is a really, really high draft pick. So when you add a guy like Chase Young, maybe that might just 
you know, change the deck a little bit. You love to play uh, uh, blackjack. No doubt. Sometimes you might need something to, Please. you know two what? Hands. You know, I'm, I'm losing so much. Let yep. me do two hands. Yep. Let, me Let me do an extra hit. Yep. I think that's something they did. They're trying to do some adjustments. And I think that the, 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 the main issue, as much as the offense hasn't looked good, for me it's the defense because that's the real DNA of the Niners. When you think yep. of the Niners, you don't think of the, the offense. You think of the defense. When you're playing the Niners, oh, we got the Niners this week. You're not saying that because of the offensive weapons. Even though they have some offensive weapons that's really, really good, yeah. but it's the defense that really is a big thing there. So when you talk about this making a change over these 14 days, I think that's one of them. You, you have he, Chase Young has some time to really learn the defense. Okay, you know what? Um, Wilkes, as the deepest coordinator, how can I get my best players to get to the quarterback, right? Yeah. And not just line up four down and let Bosa go. Yeah. You showed this a couple weeks ago, yeah. different designs. Well, now we got Chase Young, so maybe put them on the same side. The same way I've seen them do like Aaron Donald or Michael Parsons yeah. when they mix up the front, the yeah. um, um, end stunts and all that type of thing they have. Mm. Maybe you have that with Chase Young and, and, um, and, uh, and uh, I want to say this real quick, too, and that's why this is a must win because I play blackjack, too. And sometimes I go to two hands, too, and I'm still getting slapped. <laughs> go to three. And I go like this. <laughs> I got to go. I'm out. I come. You going to the ATM? No, I'm gone. I'm going home. So that's why this is, this is a must win right here because they did bring in those additions. And if you bring in those additions and you had a week to correct all the stuff that was going bad in the previous three losses and you come out here and lose another one, I'm telling you, I've been, I've been around these losses. That's when things in the, in the locker room, things up top, stuff will change. Well, wait, hold on real quick. Now, now let's just... It is football here, and it's not easy. No doubt. The Jaguars are a really, really good team, for one. Yeah. And they play on the road, right? Sure. So even if they're at their best, this is a game they probably still could lose. That's where I disagree because, Joy, if Brock Purdy is at his best, mm -hmm. his best with the Niners consistently is 30-plus points per game. Right. Y'all remember we saw that eight games in a row we saw Brock Purdy, I believe, have multiple touchdown passes, no interceptions. Yeah. 30 points, 30 points, 30 points. As good as the Jacksonville Jags are, they are not the Niners when the Niners are at their best. Yeah. And I love me some Jacksonville Jags. So, Joy, let's talk about Brock Purdy because that is one of the most polarizing names in football right now. What do you need to see from the quarterback? He touches mm -hmm. the ball every play, America. Mm -hmm. What do you need to see from the quarterback on Sunday? Throw it to his team more <laughs> than he's throwing to the other team. He's got to take care of the ball. One of the most impressive things about that streak wasn't just the amount of points that they were putting up, but it was that he was not turning the ball over. For such a young player with such little experience, where he was drafted, all of that, to be thrown in it and to take care of the ball, that's so impressive to do. He's not been doing that lately. It's hard to win when you aren't playing well on both sides of the ball and you continue to turn the ball over. So he needs to play a clean game. He needs to get back to vintage Brock Purdy, if you will, the Brock Purdy that we all fell in love with, that they made the franchise quarterback. That's what you want to see from him. You, you really can't put yourself in this hole. The aspirations for, those, for the 49ers is to win a championship. Yeah. That's, that's their goal this year. They have the team to do it. They have the coaching to do it. They, they are capable of getting to a Super Bowl. They want to win one. The longest losing streak for a Super Bowl winning team ever was the 2011 Giants. Four. Mm. One time. <laughs> so, so you're putting yourself in very rare air if you lose this game. Yeah. You've put yourself in that position. It's going to be very hard to do. You're going to have to hold on through the rest of the season. That's the issue. The, the, the NFC playoff picture, it doesn't look that scary. It looks nothing like the AFC looks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we expected that going into the season. What we didn't expect is for the Niners to fall off and run three, possibly four straight losses off. That is the issue. So you started off strong enough that it might not end your season, but this is going to be very, very difficult to do if you don't win this game. It's not a, a must-win that the season's over, 
But why would you want to put yourself in that position that you have to crawl out of, where you've, when you've already struggled this year to have such a small margin for error? My favorite part about doing this show is sitting up here with excellent, sitting up here with a lot of excellent people who did a lot of excellent things. Shady, this question is for you. I just thought of it right now, so bear with me. I did not prep you for it. You said early on in your career I'm that... Brilliant. Jesus Christ. Yeah, thank you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> you said early on in your career, Shady, that uh, you struggled with confidence at times. You said you had a really good conversation with Deuce Daly. Deuce oh. Daly told you, oh, like, hey, oh, that's a rookie. Yes. Yeah, that's a rookie. Okay. Yep. And, and, and that's why I'm bringing that up. Yeah. Because Brock Purdy is yet to start, I believe, 16 games. I think he might be at 14. Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. Getting close. I think though. Brock Purdy's getting close. <laughs> How many more games can Brock Purdy struggle until those internal doubts start to creep in of, man, I was just a seventh-round pick. Man, I, I didn't go to a national championship game in college. Man, I did get hurt versus the Philadelphia Eagles when I saw the big dogs. Ooh. Man, when I saw Miles Garrett, they did low-key embarrass me. Man, even the Vikings got me. Man, the, the Bengals and Lou Anaramo had a good defensive game plan. Maybe I'm not as good as I – how many more games can Brock struggle until those sto- thoughts yeah, that, start to creep in? You know in? what? I, that, that's, a, that's a great question. Really good question. That's a great question. <laughs> uh, and then to be honest, to answer this question, how can I answer this mm, on the spot, Acho? My dog. As a, as a young player, I knew this day would come. You never see a young player just have a, a great career. He just goes like this the whole time, right? You, you want to ask, oh, oh, Jalen Hurts. Look what he's been through, right? It has to come. I've been through that. Everybody has, has been through that. But the, the weird thing with, with Brock Purdy is he's never went through it, mm-hmm. right? So I think the confidence thing helps him out just because of the team around him. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, I know you're having a, a, a good season. Well, you were having a good season last year and this year in the beginning, and now it's getting rocky. Go back to the DNA of the team, right, where we don't need you to make every pass. It's, it's okay to take a sack. Uh, take the sack. Yeah. Throw it away. Yeah. I think once you start, and I've been there, you start reading the, the, the clippings and newspapers and the Twitter and Instagram, like, dang, LeSean McCoy did say I was the second-best quarterback at NFC. Maybe I am. And you start trying to do these different things instead of playing with the game plan. You know, but I, I'm happy he's going through this because you got to. In, in football, nothing is just this easy. It's going to be this great. No, you got to go through this ups and downs. But it can break you. Yes. Like, well, it, it can it, make it, you, but it, it can, can absolutely it can break, break it, you. It can break you, but I think that the, the surrounding cast, the supporting cast around him is really, really good. He, he's coached by one of the best coaches in the league, Kyle sure. Shanahan, right? Sure. Then you look at the, 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 the breakdown of the team. If you had to pick players, how good they are, on the run, he's way down there on the list, mm-hmm. right? He's just playing well. And I think that when you have guys that are better than you or more experienced, you can lean on them sometimes. Like right now, I'm sure he's leaning on them guys. Hey, Debo, he going to that training room. Hey, hey how, you, how you feeling, big dog? You almost ready? Okay. Hey, McCaffrey, what's going on, my brother? You, you back? Trent, woo, they got Trent. You back? I've been there as a young player. I had a guy like um, Jason. Um, Jason Peters, Peters of right? Best player I've ever played with other than the quarterback, to be honest. Yeah, he, and he and when, I were, when I was young, he was the guy I could lean to, right? When they depend on me, and I, maybe I wasn't as confident as a rookie, I'm leaning on him. And I think Brock Purdy has that defense, and he has that offense isn't that they can lean the, on. Isn't the difference, though, James and Shady, like you were Shady McCoy. You were a second-round draft pick. But I wasn't always him, though. Fair. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? The world, yeah. you guys may know. But to be <laughs> honest with you, though, that's a really good question because when I was a rookie, Greg Jennings was hurt, and I started the mm. first three games. Me and Donald Driver started. And I was eating. And all the papers, the coaches, like, ooh, we, we got us. We got one. <laughs> rounder, James Jones balling and all that. And then after probably the fourth game of the season, we were playing the Bears. And Coach say, Peanut Tillman, is special at punching this football out. Yes, uh, he is. Been in college, bro. I, I don't fumble. 
What's going with all that, man? I got like I'm known for strong, right? Get to the Bears game, I catch a slant, peanut, bop. Right, coach come to the sideline, he say, I told you, buddy, special at punching this ball out. I'm like, cool, got it. Get in the red zone. Same game. Brett Favre, same game. I believe it might have been even Monday Night Football, my family watching. Mm. We in the red zone. I catch another slant, about to lean into the end zone. Bop. Punch the ball out. Coach said, come on, you done. Mm. Right? The next game, I still started. And I first play of the game, I dropped the ball. And after I did that, it was all in my head. You know what I mean? And I started thinking, like, do you know how to catch, bro? Yeah. Like, you know how to, like, that that stuff started creeping, and it started messing with my confidence. And the reason why I say that, for Brock Purdy, you have six interceptions or six turnovers in the last three games. So when you drop back when you only had one turnover, you're like, I could take some of them chances. Now, if you drop back and you got six turnovers, now you might hold the ball. I can't take none of them chances because I don't want to make a mistake or throw the ball down the field. It might change the way Kyle Shanahan calls the game Mm. for his quarterback trying to get him some confidence. So this is huge. And if you go out here and you throw some more picks in this game and go 0-4, we got a problem. But real quick, you don't think that – now, I don't know that team you you had, right? You guys are good. But I just look at the Niners. If I could depend on other positions – where I don't have to be the guy all the time, that makes it easier. I know, I'm with you on that, Shady, but all we've been talking about for this Niners team is they're a quarterback away. So eventually yeah. we're going to need him to make yeah, but, some but, throws but, but, or you're going right to stay now, with but, Jimmy G. Yeah, but right now, we don't need him right now. We need him to protect the ball, be safe, and let the defense do what they got to do. That's how they win. Well, I will say this. A team that needs their quarterback is the Jets' Zach Wilson. Mm. But it's interesting because their head coach, Robert Sala, he had some very ambiguous comments on the quarterback situation. He said, I plead the fifth. Now, real quick, for clarity, James Jones, that was a Sunday night game. You had five catches, 61 yards on eight targets. So you still did a little something. Two fumbles, though. A little something. Did they they win? No. (laughs) They did not win. Check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel, Sirius. That was a good pull. Quick pull, guys. All right, family, we are in second and short, second topic of the day, and we are coming with heat. Get this, in the Big Apple, the quarterback has been struggling, Zach Wilson, ever since he took over for Aaron Rodgers. But it got interesting because he's been sacked eight times and he had two fumbles, but now you got to hear what the head coach Robert Sala said about the quarterback. You've got Trevor Simeon uh, in your building. Why why not give him a try? No, I got you. No, it's, uh, again, a fair question. And uh, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just. Uh, I've, I've kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously, but mm-hmm. but it's a va- they're valid questions. For context, America, Trevor Simeon, he is a six-year NFL quarterback. He started 30 games in his career, but he has a losing record, 13-17. and 17. The question at hand, though, Joy, is Zach Wilson has been holding the Jets back, offensively at least. Now, four and four, eight weeks into the season, not terrible. Do you have an issue with Robert Sala, the head coach, pleading the fifth when being asked a question about the quarterback? Yeah, because this ain't court. Who else are we supposed to ask? <laughs> this ain't court. You don't get to plead the fifth. We need, we need the answer. Also, you on, you're on a show. You know you're going to be asked about this. He's struggling. You can't act surprised that they're asking about Zach Wilson, your quarterback. Mm. And I do have a problem with it because earlier this year when Aaron Rodgers was out, you guys just flipped the script try to do that brain eraser thing from uh, Men in Black. Like, no, Zach Wilson's the guy. We're excited with it, for him. We're rolling with him. We're not going to go out and get anybody else. Now all of a sudden you want to plead the fifth about 
whether or not he's going to be benched. We knew Zach Wilson was holding the Jets back. This is not new information. We knew that last year. You know how we were for sure about it? Because they went and got Aaron Rodgers. Why would you go get Aaron Rodgers when you took Zach second overall in the draft? Why would you do that? Yeah. What, what, it's, it's like when someone continues to do something. They're gaslighting us. That's what they're doing. You're gaslighting us, Jets. I don't appreciate it. You keep doing things that tell us he's not the guy. But then when we were asked about it at the beginning of the season, when Aaron Rodgers went down, you wanted all of us to act like we're crazy for asking why you would continue to roll with Zach Wilson. And now, honestly, considering... Considering how he's playing, I, I feel like they should be happy for where they are. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. He, agree with that. he is holding them back because he's not that good of a quarterback. We already knew that's not new information. So if you were going to risk running with, back with him again this year when Aaron Rodgers went down, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about pleading the fifth. You don't know what the situation is going to be this far into the season. What did you expect? And what did you expect us to expect? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's silliness. James, my biggest issue with it is where is your direction as a head coach? Yeah. Like 2-5, as a head coach, I always want my coaches to know what they are saying. Speak with conviction. Speak with fervor. Speak with a sense of direction. And pleading the fifth, to me, it just seems like you're not exactly sure mm. what you are doing. Or at minimum, you're not sure why you're doing it. Mm. You might be sure what you're doing, but you don't exactly know why you're doing it. How can you plead the fifth in regards to benching Zach Wilson for Trevor Simeon? No, no, no. The reason I'm not doing it is because Trevor Simeon is not as proven in this system. The yeah. reason I'm not doing it is because Zach Wilson has shown a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. reason I'm not doing it is because Zach Wilson is literally 4-4 four and four this season because Aaron Rodgers only played four snaps. He's a 500 quarterback. We've played the Chiefs. We've played the Eagles. We've played some really good teams. That's why I'm not doing it. But to just say I plead the fifth to me, where is your direction? That's my yeah. issue. You know, sometimes I say I plead the fifth to my wife, and mm-hmm. that means it's somebody else's fault. That's what that means. So when you get up there and you say you plead the fifth, to me, I'm looking at this like, do you want Trevor Simeon? And the up top don't? Mm -hmm. And because Zach Wilson was the number two overall Mm -hmm. pick, you you. ain't trying to get him out of the game. Let's just see what he can do, whether he wins or loses. We did draft the kid number two overall. We all know if you are a first-round quarterback, you get one chance, two chance, three chance, four chance, five chance, six chance, seven chance to mess up. You know, so at the end of the day, when you get up there and you say, I plead the fifth, that lets me know that it ain't me. Mm-hmm. Ask somebody else the question. Because I may want to put Trevor Simeon in the game because I think he might give us a better chance, but up top might not want to. Somebody else might not want to. So for me right now, I plead the fifth. Because it's very easy. Your quarterback just came off of a three-game winning streak yeah. and lost one. And he, yes, he's holding them back, but he's doing all right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's easy for you to get up there and say, you know what, listen, Zach didn't play well this game. He lost this game, but he just came off a three-game winning streak. He's the quarterback. We're not even thinking about Trevor Simeon right now. All right, we move like Belichick. We on to whoever the next opponent is for the New York Jets. You say I plead the fifth, that's kind of like, it ain't me. Mm. Well... I feel a little different. Why is that? I, I don't mind. I don't have an issue with that at all. With pleading the fifth? Yeah, because I know what it really means. What's it mean? Right now, I don't know if you guys know any lawyers, right? I don't know if you guys know like, lawyer friends or whatever. Or you guys know some guys that's just in trouble a lot mm-hmm. and they got lawyers. I have both. <clears throat> and the thing is, pleading the fifth was for innocent people okay. that if they would speak, that their words are not held against them. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm innocent and I don't want you to mess up because lawyers are clever. Yeah. Just like you guys are clever. Okay. And y'all mixing the words Break up. Break it down there, Shady. So, so he I'm said listening. it because, listen, I, I truly believe that he thinks Zach Wilson is doing a, a solid job, right? Because mm-hmm. we can all agree that he's probably the, 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 
lacking that position for that offense. Of course. He is, right? But that, that's some pretty good guys on that offense. Mm-hmm. And you, 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 you took him second overall for a reason. Yeah. But then again, a special Hall of Famer came about and you wanted to get him, which any co- coach would do. Any coach would do that. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, yeah, let's go get him right now. So that's what happened. But if you really look at the, the Jets, like you just talked about, they did win three in a row, though. That's what they I'm did win. Yeah. And, and then Trevor Simeon, I, he probably didn't want to talk bad about him because what can you say good about but him? That's why you talk good about him. And that. the issue I don't like is the guy asking the question, you was that confident to mention Trevor Simeon? Yeah. Like, 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 huh? Well, nobody is more popular than a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. When you have a struggling quarterback, uh, they consistent, mm. I'm telling you, uh, they, 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 mm. you can convince yourself that the backup quarterback will play better than your starter. There is a reason he's what a backup is, quarterback. What happens in the off? Because I... I, I I never look at backups to, I don't look at them like You that. don't, but I'm saying yeah, media, I, players, sometimes the guys upstairs start listen, to start to get a little impatient and think, let's try something I'll say else. This, when the backup comes in the game, we look at the players, look at each other like, oh man, he, he in the ball game? Oh man. Real, real quick, because uh, it could have been a little while ago, but I, you was on Wild and Out. Right? The show, Nick Cannon well, show, I mean, he's going out, right? I'm, I'm they, play a really good, they play a really good I'm game. A they no play a, idea. Yeah, they play a now really good game. Up. You see that chain of head on now? Plead the fifth. Oh, did you see that chain of head on? Yes, I did. Ooh. But they play a really good game, and it's called Plead the Fifth. Okay. And you get up there, and if you don't answer the question, say you plead the fifth, right? You get a buzzer. That's true. Right? Yeah. Usually when you say you plead the fifth, you don't want to tell the truth. That's always about telling the truth. It's it's in between what you're saying. You're saying it's somebody else. I agree with both of you. He's not trying to indict himself in the situation because he's probably getting pressure from somewhere else to make a change, and he does feel like Zach Wilson is doing a good enough job. So when you say your wife asks you that and you say, I plead the fifth, it's somebody else's fault. You don't want to speak on, on behalf and get yourself mixed up in a situation that you didn't create. I think that's probably what's happening here. But at the end of the day, Zach hasn't done a terrible job. That's He's just not that good. But we already knew that. So, so my issue with Robert Sala is this isn't the first time he's been sometimey about this. Because last year, you remember, he wasn't standing up there advocating for Zach Wilson. It got all funny, and then you had them wearing the shirts for the other White. quarterback, for yeah. Mike White. Like, right. it's always been a little messy with this position. So, so that's why I agree. Like, say what you need to say. You the coach. Just I mean, say what you say. Whole- say this is what it is. Zach Wilson is our starting quarterback on Sunday. That's it. And you know what? If he plays bad and you got to put Trevor Simeon in, so what? I just feel like as a head coach, you got to be so careful with what you say, how you act. You know what I mean? How do you answer different questions? How are your responses? What are your reactions? Because everything you say as a head coach, like if a coordinator says something to me a certain way, I can't really trip. Yeah. Nah, you the coordinator. Running back, say, running back coach say something to me? Nah, you the running back coach. I ain't tripping. Head coach say something? Oh, man. What's going on? Yeah. So my thing is for him to answer the question, as far as saying I plead the fifth, I'm not saying I'm bad or good. I'm just I'm, I'm leaving it alone. Yeah, but, my, but and I, I'd rather I'd rather take that than than hear some other stuff that these coaches say about certain players. And I can give you some different yeah. examples of head coaches speaking out against different players. But when you, oh, no, we talked about Sean Payton saying all types of stuff about Russell Wilson, and every other block we kept talking about, does Sean Payton really want him or he don't want him? Uh, I give another one. Um, Ron Rivera for Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. He says something about Carson Wentz. Yeah, he does did he last want year. him or he don't want yeah. him? 
So my thing is, for, to even play that game, right, because my young quarterback is probably fragile. He's been a high draft pick and hasn't been that good, yeah. right? So I want to say different things that, that mess his mind up. You just talked about last block with Brock Purdy about being confident. Mm-hmm. And this dude won three games. He lost his last one, but we still need him to carry some more wins because we hopefully think that Aaron Rodgers might come back. And that's why I don't think the plea the fifth was even – you didn't even have to say that, Just Shady. say, say, say. Like, yeah. you're talking – I agree with you. You're talking yeah. Trevor Simeon. You're not talking a proven, proven backup hey. quarterback. You're talking about Trevor Simeon. So, reporter, you saying Trevor Simeon, like, we looking huh? at it, he got but a losing he had, record. But he, had, but he had a point. He said, he said, Zach hasn't been playing really well, right? Why not give Trevor a tr- shot? Because, and that's all. Like, you know what I mean? I'm with that. Good question. That's a good question. Saying, saying that you played the fifth, like if you come and ask me something, you're like, yo, Joy, I got to ask you, da 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 da. And I go, I played the fifth. You're going to think I know something. I know. Even if oh, I don't know, know something. Because if I didn't know something, I'd be like, I don't know. But if you know the real definition of why it was invented, you won't think I know, like but that. this ain't court. So if you no. want to mix and move the situation outside of the court, fine. Yeah, court's cool. Court. Court's court. cool. I got a lawyer, too. Court asking. When you lay like, hey. I know what I know. So Trust me. It's protecting itself. But, not he's, only- but he's not because he's, the, he's not, though. Because if he had just said... Zach Wilson is our That's quarterback. It. No one's tripping because nobody is out here like Trevor. Simeon. Nobody's doing that. You didn't even have to say plead the fifth in this situation. Hey, listen, man, our quarterback just came off of a three-game winning streak. We riding with Zach. Point blank period. Trev doing all right in practice. He learning right. to play. But that's it. That's Why plead the I mean, fifth? He, I, there's, there's been times where he he's uh, backed up Zach. When they Correct. Bitched, when they bit him last year, you know, uh, he didn't say a lot of encouraging things, but he, he said, said it's you know, a reset. It's a reset. He's still on that's, the team. We still have plans for him. I mean, I mean, that's basically the same words of saying, I played the fifth. No. You ain't saying he's for the future. He's One, two, three, we, four, we, we five. We're going to reset right now. Same thing. Well, if y'all thought this conversation Man. was good, wait till we come back from commercial break. LeBron James clapping back on social media, <laughs> saying that he still would have been as dominant anywhere had he not gone to <laughs> Miami. We got to re- talk about that next on Speak. That boy don't want to see LeBron James won two titles with the Miami Heat, but he recently said he would still be at his current level whether he had whether he had came there or not. Someone asked on social media if people agreed, and LeBron doubled down, posting, quote, you damn right I would still be. I'm chosen. Ain't nothing changing that. Maybe less rings, but dominant from start to finish. Close quote. LeBron says he would still be as dominant from start to finish, even if he never went to Miami, bringing me on camera so we can discuss it all. Okay, we're good. Um, Joy, I agree with LeBron James here. I agree with LeBron that he would still be as dominant without his stint in Miami. Now, the reason I do is different. LeBron James has won a ring with every organization he has been a part of. So even if LeBron did not go to Miami, I believe he still would have won a ring in that Miami stint. That is where I differ from so much of the talk I'm hearing about this conversation is even if Bron Bron doesn't go to Miami, I believe he's still getting a ring in Cleveland from that 2011 to 2014 stint. And even if he doesn't get a ring in Cleveland during that stint, let's just erase the Miami stint. Let's erase the years from 11 to 14. LeBron still would have gone to the NBA Finals in 15, 16, 17, 18, and 20. That's 83.3% of the time. That's five out of six years that 
is domination. So for my money, LeBron would still be as dominant without his heat stint. But we had a really good conversation pre-show. Cannot wait to bring the pre-show conversation to the actual show. So, Joy, break down your opinion of this dialogue. You think LeBron would still be as dominant without his heat stint? Well, there's two different conversations here. Uh, I think he would be as dominant as of, of an individual player wherever he went in the league. I think he'd be as dominant as an individual player in any version of the NBA. Mm -hmm. He's just that talented, that chosen, that, that big, that strong, that yeah. all of those things. Like statistically, MVPs, all of those things, the dominance of a player mm. as an individual, Jeez. he would do in any era, in any location that he went. He was dominant in Cleveland before he came to Miami mm -hmm. as an individual. That's why it was as impactful as it was that he left Cleveland. So from that perspective, of course, uh, of course, we, we've seen him be dominant everywhere he goes. He was dominant with the Lakers, he was dominant with Cleveland, he was dominant in Miami, and he was dominant in Cleveland before he went to Miami. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're talking about team success, and yeah. this is why I don't like having these what-if conversations. Because he wasn't a winner before he came to Miami. True. So we can't just erase those Miami years and say he would have went somewhere else and then went to Cleveland and won in Cleveland. That, like... That's discrediting what actually happened in Miami. That part I disagree with, because that's just a what if. And we can play what ifs we're, for the end of time. What if this? And what if this guy was this big? And what if this guy was this much faster? Like, we don't know that. What we do know is what happened. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to erase the time in Miami to say he would have won a championship when he went back to Cleveland. So he went to Sacramento for four years, and then he went back to Cleveland and won a championship. We don't know that. We don't know that, mm -hmm. and we can never know that. Yeah, and exactly. that's just a, it's just a what if conversation that will what if forever. But as far as dominance as an individual player, of course, he would be this dominant anywhere as an individual player. Yeah. Nobody's arguing that. I, Bron didn't even have to come out and tweet back at these people. Like, he's a dominant basketball player. He's that type of talent when you talk about individual talent, scoring the basketball, passing the basketball, being able to cover all five, blocking shots, whatever you want to be. Like, Bron is a dominant basketball player. So wherever you put him, you can put him in China, you put him in you, wherever you put him, any team you put him on, Bron is going to dominate on the basketball court. So if we're just talking about individual stats, sure. LeBron, you ain't going to be talked about the way you talked about right now without your stint in Miami. You're not going to be in the GOAT conversations without your stint in Miami. You're not going to be in the GOAT conversations without your championships. It's a bunch of guys that came in this league and dominated the game from a scoring, whatever, defense, whatever, dominated the basketball game and don't have rings, don't have championships, and they are not talked about like LeBron has talked about. So, I, yes, I understand. He is a generational talent, one of the greatest basketball players to ever lace the tennis shoes up when you talk about individual ability. But at the same time, without those rings, you're not in none of these conversations. People going to have Kobe and all that in front of you. Mm. You're in none of these conversations without your rings and without your stint in Miami. You left Cleveland because you didn't have nothing. You had all the stats, but you left because you knew, I need rings. I need to try to find a way to win a championship or I ain't going to be talked about as the greatest. That's why you left. Or you would have stayed there because you was dominating on the basketball court and wait for them to bring you a bunch of pieces to try to win. Why didn't you do that? Because you knew you needed to win right now to really cement your legacy. So, yes, individually, LeBron is dominant. But when you talk about team success and rings and all that, he ain't in none of these goal conversations without that Miami stint. Yeah, I mean, James, you said it best. That was that was excellent. 
Um, I, I had no issue with what he said. I, I actually liked it. I mean, because he's being honest. I think when players are just being authentic and they read something and they, and they tweet back, I don't really tweet as much as other of these players, but he, had a, he, he said it, and I believe it, because he's a great player. We're talking mm -hmm. about LeBron James. No doubt. Right? And I think that if any era now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, back then, 40 years ago, yep. he was that great. He still would have been a great player. If we take the Miami um, career or, or, or years from him, He'll still be dominant. Well, there's a lot of dominant players that we've seen over the years. No doubt. And they get no championships. Right now, what makes people the GOATs, what makes people the best of all time, are winning. Dominating in so many different ways. So are we talking about dominating as in just being a, the best player playing? Or are we saying dominate as in, listen, I'm so great that nobody else can win championships but me. Like Michael Jordan did it. Mm -hmm. And Brian going to different teams, him winning championships. But as far as a player, I mean, you got guys like Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. If you take the Golden State era from him, He's still a really, really great player. He's still a dominant player, yeah. Still a really dominant player. Allen I can name dude. Allen yeah. Iverson, Will. Let's talk about Will, right? Back then, he was super dominant, 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 right? But he wasn't winning a lot, a lot of championships. That's why I can't even put him and Kareem in the same boat. Because like, hold up, my man. You was there when he was there. He won all these championships. You didn't? You a great player, but you're not super dominant like but that. Here's my question, 2-5, and my question for Joy co-signing it, James Jones as well. I could hear the other side. Yeah. In my mind, though, isn't the other side, dominance is predicated upon winning. Yes. Tom Brady was so dominant because Tom Brady won. Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, yep. Alabama, right. dominant because they won. Mm -hmm. You can't be dominant in my mind. Can't speak for everybody else. Mm -hmm. I could understand the argument for LeBron. If you don't, I'm assuming without those heat years, he still would have won. So that's where my argument is. But that's just folks. that's just a that's a flipping assumption. Correct. That is but, an assumption. I, I want to know how you saying that because he didn't win. Right. Because I believe winners win. I think James Jones. Again, you you attribute so much. Then why didn't he win in Cleveland? I mean, he went in Cleveland. I think he was still a baby he in Cleveland. He didn't win in Cleveland. He didn't. He didn't win in Cleveland. But I would say this. Miami hasn't won since LeBron left. Oh, wait, wait, so wait, but think, Miami wait. won before he got there. So, like, it, it, it's the argument about whether they're not a winning organization or not is, is silly. Here's what I would say. I, I believe this. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm right. It's what I believe. Right. I believe Tom Brady still would have won Super Bowls if not for Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. And I believe LeBron James he still would have won championships that, if not for LeBron James. And LeBron James showed us that as well. That's just what I believe. But, 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 but Tom, Brady won, Tom Brady won six. Mm -hmm. Would he have won other championships? Maybe. But championships are so. hard to win. So I think, I think really... Yeah, he, I think so. Yes. But is he going to win six? Yes. So like this yeah. is this is my issue. We just what ifing, making up stuff. This is a fantasy conversation. LeBron yes, they would win six? here. Yes, no. they would no, win no, here. Oh. Like like make like oh. if he if it was so easy to just go to four straight finals and win two championships. Why didn't it happen in Cleveland? I don't think he had the roster construction. Why didn't it happen in Cleveland? So now you're saying that. So, Okay, but Dwayne Wade was there before LeBron. Dwayne Wade was a finals MVP. LeBron had nothing to do with that. Pat Riley was there. LeBron had nothing to do with that. Eric Spolstra was there. LeBron had nothing to do with that. The rest of that roster construction was Pat Riley. LeBron had nothing to do with that other than Bosh. And then you can argue Ray Allen, which I would that also... That is everything. Like, that Bosh and Ray Allen were literally the championships. Wade had a championship before LeBron. He went there for Wade. Like, you can't, we're just picking parts of the situation that apply to what we feel. At the end of the day, what happened, happened. This is why I don't like these conversations. What happened, happened. What happened was Tom Brady won six championships in New England. Right. Mm -hmm. 
He won another one somewhere else, so we know he's capable of winning other places. Yeah. So did LeBron. Mm -hmm. But but to just what if, like, yeah, let's just imagine anywhere he goes, he's gonna win six championships. It's so hard wait, to win wait, championships. Wait, wait, wait. You talk, like you, you talking about she's talking about Brady. Brady. You talking about Brady? Yes, yeah. but I'm saying LeBron also. Like, if he well, could they, just do that, why didn't he do it in Cleveland? Here's, here's all I'm saying. Wait, can, can, I, go can, ahead. Can, yeah, let me get in there for a second. Because right, I want to take Brady out of it. I Fine, think, let's take Brady out of it. I think Brady's different than yep. LeBron. No disrespect to LeBron. I think Brady's different than LeBron. Second of all, um, when you're talking about winning, so first of all, he 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 was winning in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a champion. Yeah. We need to, we need to cut that in the middle a little bit. Good. He was winning. Whatever roster he had, he was winning. He was going to the finals. He was he was winning, but he wasn't a champion. So I think that when he went to Miami, it made him a, a champion. That's why then, he went. And then once that was once that was built and brought in his mind, then he started taking that same philosophy and all that, going to different teams and winning. Or being a champion. champion yeah. So yes. I think that we we saying the same thing, but the the, the wording, we gotta use different words because it's hard to win. It's hard to even get to the finals. Yeah. yeah. Right? And he was going. It's even going harder to win a championship. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So when we talk about the Miami thing, I think the Miami thing brought him, made, made him a, a champion. champion. No question. I, I think him at Cleveland, I mean, he, I mean, he was dominant. He was dominant. He was, right? Agreed. So everything he's saying is really true. But it's the difference. Because he is chosen. Really he's the king. We're really arguing over the... the the definition of dominant is yeah. what we're arguing. Because there have been many, many dominant players. We could sit up here for the next hour and name dominant players in every sport. But the separation with LeBron and all the other dominant players is we talk about LeBron like he's the greatest to ever do it. And part of that conversation includes championships. And what I don't like the what if of it is, it's, it's like why I said that about Kevin Durant yesterday. You could say Kevin Durant's a dominant player. He's dominated everywhere he's been. He's dominant now. So we just, if he wins a championship with the Suns and he comes and says the Golden State time didn't matter, he would still be dominant. Well, you weren't a champion before that. The separation of championships matters. Would, so, would you call him dominant, though? Would you call him? I would absolutely call him dominant. I'm saying if he takes away go to State, would you call KD still a dominant player? Yes, because he was dominant right. before that. So we agree, yeah. So, we, so we're just arguing part. over the dominant or are you talking about the greatest of all time? Right, real cool. Real I'm with real cool. that. If LeBron stayed on this path that he's on, a dominant basketball player, and didn't have the stint in Miami to have those two, champion, two, mm -hmm. those two championships. Mm -hmm. We probably wouldn't be having LeBron in the top five conversation of basketball players because you done been to the finals eight, ten times, you got two rings. We wouldn't be having him in this conversation with the greatest of all time. So when you talk about dominant basketball players, that is winning championships. That's why we talk about the dudes that got the championships as dominant basketball players, as the greatest basketball players, greatest football players ever, right? I'm sure some things that Dan Marino did better than Tom, but Tom's the GOAT because of the championships. But they still are great, but... but but the greats, though. So they, like, they still because, are great because players, LeBron, but you're not in that category. But the thing is, the thing is with LeBron, right, which I, I got to admit, when he's done, no matter if, he, if you take Miami away from him and just let his career go, all them years, right, he going to hit all the stats, points, mm -hmm. rebounds, assists. That's great. That's, that's dominance. But when you're talking about the GOATs, that's a different story. So I, I do agree with you, but the only thing I don't I disagree with is when you're saying he wouldn't be considered one, one of the, the, the greatest no, in that I'm category. saying he, he is one of yeah, the greatest. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying without, without the Miami, if you take the Miami away, he'd still be considered a how? He would, all the stats he, he got, he, he would have. be considered a great, but he wouldn't be up there with the uh, Magics yeah. and the Jordans. Also, and the Kobe's. Also, Kobe's. That's Kobe's. all I'm saying. But he's still, but, but right I'm saying, now they got him one or two. So it wouldn't be Jordan and him to get like no, one of but but. He will be in that top room, 10. though. He will he be in that room. He will be. He will have all his numbers. Yeah, he, he, would be, he would be in the upper room. For yeah. sure. He will but be keep in, the in top mind, 10. also, I got, I got got you one or two. <laughs> he gonna be up in that room. You're also assuming. We are also assuming that if he went to another team and didn't have the winning 
and didn't go all the way to the finals for four straight years, that he would still have all those extra statistics as well. Like, part of that is he continued to play. But you know what's crazy, though, is... He's going to win, is, though. Is about, that's that's going to win. I think, I think he would win. But you know what's crazy is, like, does LeBron get robbed that uh, MVP for D. Rose if he's on another team because he puts up more points? Like, there's this, to your point, there's so many... But, but, that's, like, that's, but that's why I don't game. like playing what-ifs. Because, like, we can literally come up with infinite hypotheticals. hypotheticals for this. Yeah. At the end of the day... What happened happens, and and I and I it, especially in team sports when we know the margin for error. Ray Allen hitting that shot, Bosch getting that rebound, the, the, the yeah. diff, Mike Miller and the three, like all of these different things that had to happen. And you can go to every championship run that has ever happened. Somebody contributed in some moment, oh, no. in some move that we didn't think about it. It all matters. So I think it's. It's so relative to just like it's so subjective to just discuss it as if like okay well let's just move to a different timeline and assume that all this stuff happened like that's but why the, that's why history and what happened matters. I gotta respect Brown a little bit. Yeah. All, all, all I'm saying with LeBron, I need y'all to be a little more respectful. I am with because, you because because Booby Gibson and uh, and, uh, and, uh, Gibson. and what's the point guard name? Uh, uh, Mo Williams. Like, Listen, I'm not even trying to disrespect no. dudes. NBA is hard. I'm just saying that. We ain't put a little respect on LeBron. He is the king. Because you put him anywhere, he going to win. No I, doubt. I'm not saying championships, but he, he took I would have said championships. Yeah, like, I, I, well, no, I can't say that. Because it killed me. He didn't win no championships. Exactly. That's, but, but they was going. But he wasn't the best version. Like, here's why. What, I what made him the best Bruh. version? LeBron I think he, he hit his though. physical peak. But LeBron, like, he's no. hit his, no. LeBron was special, though, bro, for day one. And that's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I'll Ooh, say this and, and, James, and James, get your thought. I'm just very simply saying, if LeBron is as great as we think he is, I think he's great. I think in his 20-year career, mm -hmm. he would have found four chips. That is all oh, I, 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 I don't know about that. I don't know about that. If he, no. if he is as great no. as we think no. he is, he is great. If but, he's that great, that's all I'm saying is I think he would have found four chips oh, in no. 20 See, years. But that's, that's all I'm but saying. But that's all I'm saying, and my answer would be no, because he didn't show us that before he got to Wade and him. I'm never going to argue as LeBron one of the greatest of, uh, of all time. LeBron is the greatest day near of all time, one or two. When you talk about talent to lace up the shoes, that's not what me enjoy arguing. <laughs> Believe that, Shane. We ain't arguing that. Nope. Yeah. But when you talk about winning, what type of winning you talking about? Because is it 60 games to the finals? Because that's what he was doing. But he was not winning championships. Point blank, period. So to yeah. say, like, oh, I think he would have won, we can't think. Because he let's, didn't do let's it. Take out the six, let's take out the Miami stint. In 16 years, he had two. Mm -hmm. He went to one finals appearance, right, and, and, and none in the last three seasons in Cleveland. So you could wait, argue that he was maturing going, wait, wait, into it before Miami. Before Miami, right? So, no, no, no. so you could argue he became a better player. But again, what, what, did, did, what made him a better player? Was it only LeBron? Of course, LeBron had much to do with it. But we're arguing things we can never find out. How much influence did playing alongside TV. Wade That's influence TV. him? Yeah. Like, what is it? Like, we just, we're arguing about, things about, that are completely subjective. What about, so I hear your, your, your stats on, on after the Miami, but what about before Miami? We can't act like he was just a dud. He what? I'm saying he was the, he was, the most dominant player yeah, in the league before he came to Miami. That's why. That's why it was such a big deal. When LeBron right. said he was coming to Miami, I ran around Benihana in North Miami and yelled in everyone's face, "Your life has changed. Your life has changed. Your life has changed. You you make more money now. This restaurant makes more money now. 
That's what happened because he was that important and he still is. I'm just biased, obviously. You lived in Miami, you did radio for Miami, so you know better than I do. I will sub submit to that. I think LeBron did more for Miami than Miami did for LeBron. Again, I'm acknowledging I'm biased. You ain't going back to 305 like, I, I think like LeBron, at the end here, the only reason I think so is they, they won a chip. Nah, they beat my they, Dallas they Mavericks. I was yeah. there. It was 2006. That's when that happened, just for clarity. 06. I was yeah. there. In Dallas, we were up 2-0. I remember. I was sitting next to Alonzo Mourning, Little Wayne, Birdman, amongst others. Then LeBron shows up because Joy remembers Miami before LeBron showed up was a perennial 4-5-4-5-5-6 seed. LeBron shows up. Championship, 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 well, LeBron, 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 you gotta see this is one thing though. You gotta and Bron is great, but like them other dudes counted too. Though, uh, no doubt. Right? But then but okay, here I'm saying okay. LeBron right. left. And Miami has not won another one since. Well, okay, so it's it's winning when LeBron makes it to the finals, but it's not winning when <laughs> exactly. the Heat make it to the finals exactly. two of the last the four Heat years. Because the they've been to the finals but, and the Eastern Conference finals. But I'm just saying, like, without LeBron, the Heat haven't won a chip since 06. Yes, yes. Of, Neither has uh, Cleveland. Uh, uh, of course. Neither <laughs> has Cleveland. Yes, yes. Neither has Cleveland. No one's arguing that LeBron isn't that impactful, that he's not putting you in a situation to win a championship. No one is arguing that. What we're saying is, what happened was, the first seven years, the most dominant player in the league did not win a championship, Amen. win a championship, then came to Miami, went to four straight finals, won two, then won one in Cleveland, and won one with the Lakers. Yes, he probably would have won championships somewhere else, but what we know is, he did it. He won them in Miami. Joey Taylor, I would love this all day, but we have a special dominant player. <laughs> yeah, crazy work, and it is me. Uh, hey. Not hold me up. <laughs> <laughs> when we return, it is time for America's favorite segment, Crazy Work. Shady, get to stretching, because y'all, you're going to see Shady highlight the best players making the best plays from this past weekend. Do not miss it. You honestly, see them. I want to see if my favorite plays this weekend. Come on, I see you. I see you. I see you. You know what I mean? Come on, man. I'm worried Shady didn't stretch you something. This is called not Crazy, Crazy, Crazy Work. Can we see it? I can't wait. LaShawn McCoy! Sweet feet. Stop, excuse me. Look at the footwork. Oh my god. That's Ooh. called crazy work. Ooh. Oh, it's no good. Get off of me, little boy. Did you see the moves? Left, right, left, right. This God given. He can run around you. He can run through you. Do you know you are not <laughs> catching that boy. It's a bad, bad man. Now that's crazy work. Bro. All right, family, y'all know what it is. It needs no introduction, but I will introduce it anyway. 252 Live about to go crazy, talking about crazy work. Shady, get it going. Crazy work every Wednesday, you know what it is. All the best players, you get a crazy work hoodie if you win. But let's see who win this week. Let's get to get it. 225. We're going to Philadelphia for this week. Really? Beat them uh, Cowboys. Already. Uh, Jalen Hurst throws it up to the Heisman winner, yeah. Devontae Smitty. I need that, baby. I need that. I'm so worried about this quarterback all year. Blaze this, blaze that. Where you going, Blaze? Oh, gotta go hit Pick up your eyes. That's six on your head, oh, boy. Oh, Philadelphia all the way. Oh, that's your boy. Uh, Him and Adrian Brown are the best duo in football. I said it right now, but guess uh, what? He didn't win. No, no, he ooh, didn't win. No. We going to Buffalo. Really do Step up, Diggs. He's happy with Josh Allen right here, right now. Mama, there he was, man. Yeah, Take this out. Give me the ball, Josh. Excuse me. One tackle. Uh, two, ta three tackle. Four tackles. Oh, wait. Five. Ooh, ooh, I can't even count. That's six. Where are you going, buddy? Pick yourself off the turf. Uh, this kid, Stephon Diggs, is so, so good. He's one of my he favorite. He gets rookie? crazy oh. busy. Look at him, though. He's catching it. He's shaking it. He's spinning. He's moving. Gotta he's doing this. He's down. With no mouthpiece. Where's your mouthpiece at? Son, it don't matter. It don't Give matter. me the ball. Even though they lost. He lost. He didn't win either. We go to the winner. Who the winner? The Chargers. Who the winner? Who the winner? Mr. 10,000 yards getting crazy, crazy. Herbert, this 
throw the ball anywhere. You don't got to be on me. I'm going to make it happen. Left Woo, home, right uh, hand, spin around. Uh, That's my boy. Keenan he was Allen on the show. He shows mad love. So we give him the love right back to him. That's what he does, though. Keenan he Allen gives out crazy work. Fast, Runs no. great routes, has great, great route. hands. And if you think I'm lying, look at this catch. Baby, look Jeez. at this. I, man, I need a signature right here. Mm. But guess what? You won, baby. Now, you my dog. We go way, 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 way back. So Keenan Allen, let me tell you this. When you're in a cold tub after a great performance, <laughs> after that 10,000 yards, now you go for 11,000 yards, you might get cold in there. Get them a lace cold. We got a hoodie for you, baby. Right here. Crazy work hoodie, baby. This shit size. Large, because I know you, you know, you be working out a little bit. <laughs> you with a little bit. Come, in, come back to the show, man. We love you, dog. Show a little love, baby. Show a little love. Now, look, family, we need y'all's help with crazy work. When y'all see some of the great plays of the weekend, y'all yeah. at Speak, FS1, tag us, hashtag crazy work, at Shady. Make sure he knows the best plays to show love to the following. Do you see the, real quick, did you see the moves, though? I'm talking about not these moves, before <laughs> the moves. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, family, well, the team giving out crazy work, not an individual, the Baltimore Ravens, because they have won four straight games. Lamar has had a 14-2 and two season, but I would suggest this is the best Ravens team Lamar has ever been a part of. Come back to find out why next on Speed. All right, family, we are in overtime. Lamar Jackson, Ravens, they have won four straight games, and they're getting it done on both sides of the ball. They have been whooping opponents. Detroit Lions smacked them. Seattle Seahawks smacked them. Number one ranked scoring offense during this streak. They also have the number one ranked scoring defense. James Jones, I'm going to say something that will sound stupid on the surface, but if you've no, been watching Ravens you're smart, games. You're a smart guy, bro. Can't, I can't take you. You got to say that again. <laughs> you're a smart guy, bro. Don't do that again. On the surface. It's going to sound stupid. Ah, uh, you got to say it again. <laughs> we will not start until you do that again. What you want me to say, I Jay? Something it, different. Yo. You're a smart man. This is really ridiculous. Okay, it will sound intelligent. Ooh. Better? <laughs> My dog, the Baltimore Ravens, this Baltimore Ravens team, I think is the best Baltimore Ravens team Lamar Jackson has ever been a part of. Mm. I understand he was a part of a 14-2 team, but lest yeah. I remind you, that 14-2 team lost their first playoff game to the Tennessee Titans. The reason this Baltimore Ravens team is the best Ravens team Lamar has ever had is because he has the best defense he's ever been a part of ever been a part of. The Baltimore Ravens will easily hold an offense under 10 points. Easily, especially since Roquan Smith has gotten there. This Baltimore Ravens defense is dominant, which means Lamar doesn't have to do as much. Mm -hmm. If you just look at Lamar's gross statistics, those will lie to you. That's why I don't love those. I think passing touchdowns, he may only have nine. That is irrelevant. Look at what is happening on the field. Mm -hmm. Offensively, they are as efficient as they have ever been. Defensively, they are swarming. I would say that the Ravens are the only elite defense in the National Football League right now. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys. I don't want to talk about the Niners. I would say that the Ravens right now are the elite defense. So, James Jones, mm -hmm. I think this is the best Ravens team, Lamar Jackson. Yeah has ever, ever had. You're absolutely right. And you touched on the defense. I'm just going to go on the offense. We know the defense is big time. 13 points a game. You doing that for Lamar Jackson, you're going to win every game. Yeah. Um, so defense is set. But offensively, they want to throw the football first. This offense is built around Lamar Jackson right now to throw the football first. These past teams that Lamar Jackson was a part of, they're in jumbo formations. They want to run the ball for first. Teams are trying to force Lamar Jackson to throw the football. That's not the case. The Baltimore Ravens want Lamar to throw this football. Oh, you're going to play coverage to try to take the pass away? Well, here come Gus Edwards. Here come this running game. Over 300 yards rushing. Then we can do that. Shady always makes 
makes a good point about the Philadelphia Eagles. It don't matter how the game goes. You can win any type way. You got to throw it for 300. Lamar, throw it for 300. You need to run it. They will run it for 300. You got to play defense. They will play defense. But offensively, they want to throw this ball first to Odell Beckham, to Zay Flowers, to Rashad Bateman, they, to Mark Andrews. They want to throw it first. And now this offense is reacting to the run, whether it's Lamar with his legs, whether it's the running backs, they're reacting to that. And that's what's making this offense more explosive and Lamar Jackson more explosive and dangerous. You said they have the number one scoring offense? Number one scoring offense over that stretch. Over the stretch. Over the stretch. They have the number one scoring scoring defense defense. in general, in In totality. Put them two together, dominant. (laughs) Dominant. Dominant in any era. Yeah. I I don't know if we know yet. I think, and it's, I know I'm kind of cheapening it, like we'll find out when the season's over, but it looks like it. It looks like this is the mm-hmm. best Lamar team yet. And we had a lot of questions. Start over. So what? Number one scoring off. Number one scoring off. Number, number one scoring off. <laughs> 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 like, girl math, that might be five. But, but it seems like it's the best. Okay. It seems like it's the best. I'm just but, trying to help you change your answer. <laughs> but, I mean, we know that when, when you get to a level like Lamar Jackson, you're, you're now judged off what you do in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So during the regular season, like you mentioned, he's been a part of a dominant team before. He's had a dominant season before. Is all this going to translate to the postseason? What's good about it is, like you said, if you're allowing 13.8 points per game. You should be all right. You should be. You should be all right. You should, it's going to take a complete meltdown for you offensively, which looks great right now mm-hmm. for you to not be able to perform like that throughout the postseason in defense travels. So I, I think it's, I think it's in, a, in a great position. We'll find out in the postseason how good this team actually is. But I'm excited that we're getting to see this because we had so many questions about what this offense specifically was going to look like, mm-hmm. and we're getting answers. Yeah. yeah, I love what they're doing. I think this is the, the, the best team Lamar has played with. Um, they can win by so many different ways. Like, we just watched last game against a solid opponent, yeah. and they ran the ball up and down the field. Lamar didn't have to go out there and dominate throwing the ball. Yeah. Right? And there's times where we see him throw the ball very, very well. The only issue I had for, what, the last four weeks with this team, the wide receivers catching the ball. Yeah. And now they've been catching the ball. Now you see wins. You see big wins. They lost against the the Steelers and and Pittsburgh. They should have blew them boys out. Yeah. Why they lost? Because the wide receivers didn't catch the ball. Mm -hmm. So now they're catching the ball. You see what they're doing. You see the results. They're beating good teams like this. Yeah. They're beating playoff teams like this. Now look at the the, the Ravens going forward. I mean, like, who's going to beat them? Right? It can only be one team. (laughs) Not in the AFC. (laughs) In the NFC. And if they get to the championship, we're going to see the best versus the best. Mm. Here's what I love, though, Shady, about this is the Ravens' offense currently is harder to defensively game plan. That's it. That's that's like, if we want to talk quick X's and O's before we have to head to break and have an even better conversation when we return, it's defensively, you know Greg Roman. I actually liked his offense, but once you understand the scheme, you can stop it. Because with Greg Roman, the former offensive coordinator, you're defeating the scheme. Mm -hmm. With the new Ravens' offense, you got to beat players. And the problem is, can you beat Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, Nelson Aguilar, Rashad Bateman, one, Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. can you beat them down in and down out? Mm-hmm. With Roman, old offense, you're defeating the offensive scheme. If you have smart enough players and enough time, which is postseason, yeah. smart players, enough time, you can defeat it. But it doesn't matter how much you practice. You know you still got to go cover Zay Flowers. It doesn't matter how much you practice. You still got to go lock up Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. You still got to be able to run a 4-3 with Nelson Aguilar. Yep. Like, you still have to be able to run a 4-3 with Rashad Bateman. Practice 
this ain't gonna be able to help that. No. So that's why I love. And we, and we talked about that. Remember we talked about that as far as just the different offense we're playing with Greg Roman. It's like we want to run first, mm -hmm. right? Well, now I feel like Lamar has the option. Mm -hmm. Well, I can throw it first. Yep. Well, I can run it first. Now you can see the difference. Like now, even when he runs, it's like he chooses. Okay, nobody's open. Now I'm gonna run. Yeah. And I like to see that more because now you're giving Lamar Jackson the same thing you gave him in college in Louisville, yeah. the option. You want to run or throw it. Mm -hmm. Joy makes and it spread out. Makes a great point, though. Um, Joy does it. At the end of the day, it's what, what's he going to do in the playoffs? That's it. That's like, true. What, yeah. what is he going point. to do in the playoffs? Because all of this is cute. Mm -hmm. But if they get the one seed again and get bounced in the divisional yeah. round, yeah. or if they get the two seed and they end up having to see somebody like the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. in round one and get So bounced. wait, let me ask you this then. So if that's the case, Joy, because I'm with you on that. If Lamar, I don't even want to put that in existence. Oof, I got to do my job. I can say it. What ifs? We've done what ifs all morning, <laughs> all day. <laughs> what if Lamar and, and, and the Ravens have the same thing and he loses mm. first round, first seed, and they lose? Mm. Do we start looking at him as the same way we look at um, Herbert? No. 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 I mean, hold on. Now you know I'm a Lamar let Jackson. Me, let, me it, let me do it. Yeah, okay. Let me do it. You know what I'm saying? You got to get love. You know, Baltimore, you might not know. No, no, no. no, 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 no I mean, I, I rock with Lamar. I, that's my man. I, because I, yeah. I, I think I wouldn't put him in the same category as Herbert because Herbert has no playoff wins. Herbert's a 500 quarterback. Lamar is one of the But we would have to say, what's up now? Yeah. Like, I can't. Oh. At this point, I have to side with Miles Garrett, who recently said, yo, I take Joe Burrow over Lamar. Yeah. You got to You got to just say, let's not even. Don't even put Lamar in this conversation. Like, Lamar can't even, he can't sit at that playoff table. Mm -hmm. So I do agree, like, yeah. Lamar, Josh Allen got more playoff wins than you and much more playoff success. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow has much more playoff success. Patrick Mahomes, we don't have to talk about it. Baker Mayfield got as many playoff wins oh, as man. you, Lamar you Jackson. Him in there. Deshaun Watson got as many playoff wins as Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. So there would come a point yeah. if Lamar don't get wins, yeah. plural it, it, it would be disappointing, yes. You, you, you have to consider that, especially because we put Lamar at the top with those Josh right. Allens and there. Joe yeah. Burrows and even Patrick Mahomes, even though they have that postseason success because he has a unanimous MVP. Mm -hmm. and, and that, that matters for something when you're talking about the talent argument or what the situation is. But at some point, it does have to translate yeah. to the postseason. That's how we judge the greats sometimes. Uh, James, yeah. you put him up there? Uh, you got to go to break. I don't do you, even want to put this you in put, the air, man. I'm just wondering, do you, oh. put, do you put Lamar at the top with the Joe Burrows with Joe and Burrows. the Patrick Mahomes? Do you? Yes, because of winning. I do, too. I because do, too. of winning. That boy wins games. Because of winning. I do. Yeah, his, his regular now, if, you ask me, if you ask me who I'm taking out of certain nose, I mean, really? it might not be Lamar Jackson, but he's up there because he wins a lot of football. I really, I really want to have this Miles Garrett conversation. He wins, though, bro. Yeah, he does win. Right. Right. We, we'll, yeah. And, and I, got, I, got, I got the Ravens and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Mm. That's what I got in there. Mm. And I got them playing. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we return, Kyler Murray, he's back. He won't be there. $250 million <laughs> quarterback. He's been on IR after tearing his ACL last year, but he is starting this Sunday. Let me tell you why that's the most ridiculous thing the Arizona Cardinals could do this season when we return from break. Golly, I can't believe it. Oh, oh, little man back? Little man back. The biggest story that nobody is talking about is Kyler Murray being back. 200 plus million dollar star quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Missed the entirety of the season thus far with an knee injury, but expected to start on Sunday against the Falcons. Bring us on camera. I don't need prompter anymore. It's time to go. Um, oh. Shady oh. Cardinals making a huge mistake. Oh, I want to hear this. I do too. A yeah. huge mistake bringing Kyler Murray back. I always ask myself, what's your intention? Mm -hmm. So what's the gain with bringing Kyler Murray back? Okay, you're not going to hold on to the 
current number one overall pick spot that you have if Kyler Murray is good because you're going to start to win games. And mind you, you only have one win, but there are multiple teams that have two wins and three wins. So you're going to lose out on that number one overall pick, whether you want Caleb Williams, whether you want Marvin Harrison Jr., whoever you want, it's a luxury to have that pick. But then Kyler Murray could come back, and y'all know what it is with ACL injuries. You aggravate an ACL, you could also re-aggravate an ACL, particularly if you come back too soon. How many times do you have to see it? And there are studies that have empirical data that backs that up. That's the other thing. Second thing is, how is Kyler supposed to play well with this offense? Who's the dog at wide receiver? James Conner's been ailing with injury. Who's the running back he's supposed to lean on? So you're putting Kyler Murray out there with a new head coach, a new offense, and players that aren't even dudes like that. So you're not even putting him in a position to succeed. So you're not putting him in a position to succeed, but then if he does succeed, you lose because you lose out on the number one pick. I just can't find the ration, Shady, in bringing Kyler Murray back when you've already set this team up to lose, but now you want to win? The math is not math in Big Dog. Make it make sense for me, please. Before I even go, right, I want to say one thing to you. The quarterback that they had starting before him was who? Josh Dobbs. He won some games. One game. He was, in a lot of, he was in a lot of games. He won some game. Okay. Singular. Okay, he won, okay. okay. I, that's what I wanted to say. He won one game against the Cowboys. Really, really good team, yeah. right? And then he, every other game, because I bet against the Cardinals, and I'm always sweating. Like, ooh, this, this, this boy, really, he, he playing. So if he can do that with that type of offense, why can't Kyler Murray, the guy you paid all that money to? Mm. This is my thing. The NFL, we love it because it's a, a, a sport. It's a football game. But people, they fail to realize that this is a job. It's a mm-hmm. business. Yes, sir. Right? If I'm, if I'm capable and I'm healthy enough to play, I'm going to play, and then you won't pay me. That's how it works. We pay you, you play. <laughs> we pay you, you talk. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Now that he's healthy enough to go out there and play, we got to see what we got. Are we going there to get another draft pick, right, and Caleb Williams or somebody that's for that? Or are we going to go with our quarterback that we drafted high and we paid money to? Because before he got hurt, he wasn't playing good. He wasn't playing good. Uh-huh. So we got to make sure he still can play. Last year? Yeah, he was, oh, he was, he was playing high. Huh? He was playing high. He didn't look good. He was 3-8. He, he was playing guy. Yeah, yeah. He was three and eight. I don't know yeah, how good was that. Three and eight. Yeah, he was. A, Team yeah. was not yet. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't playing that guy. I was, I was calling him out every week. <laughs> Little man running around just playing backyard football. I seen it. So all I'm saying is, if he's healthy enough to play, we got to see what he got. Because we going forward, it's a new coach, mm-hmm. new coaching staff. Are we keeping this guy for the future or are we going somewhere else? Because last time he played on the field and he took the handoffs and shotgun snaps and threw the ball, he did not look good. DeAndre Hawkins was like, hey, man, number one, what you looking at? I remember, he's like, what you looking at? Yeah. And when a wide receiver tells that to his quarterback, what's that mean? Mm. You're not on the same page as me. You're not reading well. <laughs> so I need to see more from the little man. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, how much did they pay him? 230 yeah. M's, I think. M's. A lot of M's. That's the math. It's 230 million is the math. I hear what you're saying, but he is, he is ready to play. Like, the ACL tear happens in December, so 11 months ago. Like, that's, a, that's around the timeline for coming mm-hmm. back from an ACL tear these days. Yeah. So he's, he, if he's healthy to play, he needs to play. I don't like playing that we're going to tank game because somebody can beat you at that. Right. And then for what? Like, then you just lost games. Like, you said it's a business. We got to get fans in the stands. We got to make sure that there's people still signing up for season tickets. Like, we got to have sponsors happy and all. Like, there's, this is a business, and we're paying him a lot of money to participate in the business side of this. If he's healthy, he should be playing. But what's also, hope? also Okay, so, so what's the plan? Yes, that's a, that's a fair question. What is the plan? If you don't play him, you have no idea if he is still capable. If he is somewhat capable and you still want to move off of him, 
You got to make him look good right now because right trade now value. nobody he has no trade value really point. other than just imagination. But but my thing is we've seen that before. Deshaun Watson had ample trade value with just imagination. Because yeah. Deshaun Watson sat a whole season, and it wasn't the Browns, remember. It was the Falcons first. Yeah, it was the Panthers. Deshaun had more equity in the league through his performances yeah. than Kyle. He's, way, he's way better. Yeah. I, think, I think he's he better. He wasn't coming off injury. Yes. yes. He wasn't coming off injury, and he had more equity from what we could see him do with a, with a struggling team than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has to, to show everyone that he's still capable of being a franchise quarterback and worth that money. He, he needs to show that he's capable of playing at all, like if he's healthy. And the Arizona Cardinals need to decide what they're going to do. I agree with that. The hard part, James, though, is I don't know if he can do it with this. Can I, can I say something? Please. We are always like when franchise players come back from injuries or whatever it may be, we always are so quick to say, organization. This is what the organization needs to do. This is what they need to get fans here. They need, like, org, org, org. What about Kyler? Kyler just rehabbed for 11 months to get himself back to play football. Kyler signed a $230 million contract. I promise you, some of that money's in roster bonus. Mm-hmm. To where he can buckle that helmet up and go out there and play and get some of that money. If I busted my tail for 11 months, I don't care nothing about no damn first-round draft pick or what y'all trying to do as an organization. I'm ready. I've been hurt in Green Bay. I've been hurt with the Oakland Raiders. And I go in there to the trainer and say, I'm going out there on that field. I don't care what y'all talk like about. I don't care I like nothing that. about no org. I don't care nothing about none of that. I'm taking this field, Dr. McKenzie. I'm, I'm taking this field. Unless y'all I get out there and I ain't got no helmet, I'm on the field, right? I've trained my butt off all offseason to play games. I've trained my butt off from coming back from injury to play. So for me, forget the organization. Yeah. Forget the fans, and we love the fans, but yeah. this for me. I got to show these people that I'm back and I can play at a high level and I done rehab my yeah. butt to get on back out Because he's tired of playing Call of Duty. Well, well. Yeah. You, know, well, well. Playing, you, know, you know he's playing Call of Duty a little bit. He's trying to play some Madden in real life, ain't he? <laughs> All right, family, when we return, Dylan Brooks once again oh, is calling oh, out man. LeBron James. He said he's ready to, quote, lock him up tonight. Come back to hear our responses next on Speed. Hey, oh. that was a great take right there, James. family, the most beloved character in all of basketball. Dylan Brooks, he called out LeBron James once again. Remember last year he called him old. Now he said he's, quote, ready to lock him up ahead of the game tonight. Lakers, Rockets. Uh, George Taylor, what you make of the comments? I hate that we've made him a household name. We're responsible for this. Is he a household name? Yes. People know him not from playing basketball. Yes. If you're a basketball fan, yes, absolutely. And it's, it's our fault. Man, from where I'm from, we don't even address people like this, man. You know, I, I keep saying attention-seeking behavior. That's all he is. He's taking this villain role way too seriously. He's not a villain. He's not. Don't, that's not saying. disrespect villains oh, no. by He's doing that. He's a penguin, at least. <laughs> oh, we got to be a joker. God. At least he's oh. a penguin. Right. We know him. All right, family, that's it. Race up the next. We'll see you tomorrow.